Mistaking that sound, that's the gambri, the three-string lute at the heart of Morocco's famous Gnawa music. Normally, the gambri would be joined by a chorus of large metal castanets called krakeb, but in this case, something else is happening. Let's listen. Gambri is the superb Moroccan musician Mehdi Nassouli. And joining him on guitar is Titi Robin from France. They call their collaboration Taziri. Right now they are playing before a rapt audience in the heart of the old Medina in Fez, Morocco for the 23rd annual World Sacred Music Festival. Josh Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. On today's program, we return to the World Sacred Music Festival in Fez, 13 years after our first visit. Wow. For one week every summer, Fez is flush with music from across the globe that spans borders and blurs the lines between sacred and secular. All right, my co-host today is Afropop producer Sebastian Bocknight, who was at the festival in Fez this year. Hey, Sebastian. Hello, Georges. So the festival's lineup offered a sumptuous spread of music from Kuwaiti pearl diving songs to Chinese opera, and of course, a beautiful mosaic of Moroccan music. But the music didn't end at the festival doors. Everything you hear in this program, we heard in Morocco on the car radio, on the street, or from CD sellers in Fez. Later, we'll also hear from a respected Ganawa master that we visited in Rabat. Okay, let's follow the crowds and get a taste of Morocco's pop music. Every night, the festival hosted free concerts in the sprawling Place Boujloud, outside the old Medina. The lineup spanned the spectrum of Moroccan popular music, You had the pop stars Fnair, crooner Issam Kamal, but also Said Gisi of the Isawa Sufi Order and Gnawa master Hamid El Kasri. Afropop caught one of the shows, Usama Adedayem and Nizar Idil. At this show, the plaza was packed with Moroccans of all ages. The young folks in the crowd were having a blast. They were chanting local soccer slogans. They were crowd surfing, tossing smaller boys up into the air like acrobats and Moroccan flags were everywhere. Let's hear now from Fez local, Nizar Idil. Oh, hey! 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 Hey!
سرقيت بيا ما تعييت كل يوم تقولي كي صوني تليفوني يا كثر طواش بكيت واش سوفريت حتى نشفوت دموع يا حتى بالسديد يا بكعيد كل يوم نقولي كي صوني تليفوني يا كثر طواش بكيت واش سوفريت حتى نشفوت دموع غادي في التليفوني تبكي وتقول انت عمري توحشتك هاي يا هل الخطرة صاير عشق مداري وصلت الليميد واش صرا تبقيت تعب انت عمري باسي غاطي That's Nizar Idil from Fez. So these pop shows and the late night Sufi performances kept the Moroccan heart of the festival beating. You know, Moroccan pop music is a gem with many faces. Nizar Idil, like many other local musicians, layer global pop with sounds that are distinctly Moroccan, like Berber string instruments or the melodies of classical melhoun, or the rhythms of Gnawa, like you're hearing right now in Ngoumali by Fnair. International pop stars whose sound is put together for global appeal. Autotune, electronic dance beats, and flavors of hip hop and Afrobeats. Choo Choo, Eman Serhani, Chalky, and on. There are artists who thrive in the seasoned styles of local popular music, like the Malhoun singer Sana Marhati. Here's a track from Shabi singer Zina Dauda, Wire Wire.
Awesome. That's Zina Daudia with Wire Wire. What else is there to hear? Too much for one hour, George. But here's one more for now. Some big name musicians are taking older Moroccan songs and reimagining them with contemporary flair. Here's a hit from Esme Lemnouar. It's called Andouzin. It's a shabby wedding song originally sung by Fataha Al Aryan. We'll play the original first. Afropop.org for our playlist with all this music plus photos, articles, and more. So, George, with a festival lineup that was all across the board, I was especially interested in what young Moroccans are listening to. After the festival, I caught up with Samir Langus of the New York based band Inov Gnawa before one of their shows. Here's what he had to say. Especially now, the young generation, they are into the, the old school music now. Because now, as we say, if you run away from your roots, one day you're going to look for them. That's why you see the young generation, they are into anything. They are into tradition, they are into the fusion, they are into the pop, the Sufi, everything. Hip-hop in Morocco, and then you see them in a Gnawalila and they get in trance. And you're like, what's wrong with you guys? I just saw you now. They're like, yes, you know, we were hip hopping and we came to get some Gnawa now. We have to get some spirits. To clarify, a Gnawa Lila is the healing night-long ceremony where people communicate with the spirit world through music and possession. And when Samir says Sufi, he means music made by Sufis who practice more intimate, mystical forms of Islam. As Samir suggests, the lines between sacred and secular music are fluid in Morocco. After the Nizar Idil concert, we went to a late-night Sufi performance, and I could see that a sizable chunk of the crowd from that pop show had come to this as well. That night, it was a Sufi order called Taraka Hassaniya. Let's hear a bit. Yalla, 
Fulu. That's music of the Hassaniya Sufi order, led by Fatima Chari, a singer hailing from the disputed territory of Western Sahara. Sufi music is as varied as the people who make it. There are so many Sufi orders, or tariqat in Morocco. The Tijaniya, for example, or the Shilala, Aisawa, or Ametsha. The founder of the World Sacred Music Festival, Fawzi Skali, has been a champion of Sufism, promoting it with a kind of polished appeal. Both Skali and the Moroccan government promote Sufism as a buttress against the radical conservative Islam being directed at the young and dissolutioned around the Arab world today. Key to Sufi practice is zikr, the rhythmic repetition of the names of God. You can use instruments, but all you really need is your voice. Taraka Harakiya employs just drums and voices to do the work. Here's a Harakiya group, the ensemble Slimani, from the city of Taza. On stage, there are a dozen or so singers in matching white jalaba robes and red caps, and one man was tapping out the pulse on a big drum. In the audience, groups of men were rocking forcefully back and forth in rhythm with the words. the ensemble Slimani of the Harakiya Sufi order. Here's a recording from another one of the Sufi nights. You can hear the clear influence from classical Andalusian music. This is Murad al-Hachimi of the Tariqa Wazanya. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. 
That was Murad El Hashimi of the Wazania Sufi Order. Okay, so we've talked about pop stars and Sufi orders. Now let's hear from another face of Moroccan music, the music of the Berbers or Amazigh. The Amazigh are the original inhabitants of North Africa. Though the Amazigh ruled the land for millennia, Arab dynasties are now in power. Moroccan society is very mixed, but the Amazigh have experienced inequity over the years. Recently, we've been seeing protracted political protests in the Rif Mountains in response. But through all of this, Amazigh culture has stayed strong. Yes, and the music is alive. Right now you're hearing Izenzaren playing a popular music known as Tabegont. For years, they've been bearing the Amazigh banner proudly. I love that banjo. <laughs> yes, the banjo has found a very comfortable home in Amazir music. At the festival, we saw one group with a strong Amazir identity. They're called Inuras. The name means hope in the Amazir language. They blend old Amazir melodies and rhythms from the Middle Atlas and Sousse regions of Morocco with sounds from around the world. They've got the Amazir Ribab and Lutar, as well as the Malian Kalabash drum and Indian Tabla.
For a deep look of Amazir music, look for our programs, Verber Rising 1 and 2, on our website, afropop.org. All right, let's tune into the sounds of another North African musical powerhouse, Egypt. For the whole festival, the cinema of the old Medina in Fez was redecorated with lights, rugs, and tables to resemble an Egyptian cafe. Here, the musicians of the Nile performed every night. The group is renowned for their baladi music from Upper Egypt. The rhythm of this music is kind of the heartbeat of Egypt. That boom cha, boom boom cha is what drives a lot of Arab pop these days, especially modern Egyptian shabi music, like that of superstar Hakim or Ahmed Adeweya, who we're hearing right now. Now, the musicians of the Nile, led by Mohamed Murad. the musicians of the Nile at the World Sacred Music Festival in Fez. This is the reigning king of the Malian Kora, Tumani Diabate on the magnificent stage of the Bab Makina at the World Sacred Music Festival in Fez, Morocco. The stage is framed by imposing ramparts and a huge Andalusian door where colorful patterns were projected. Joining Tumani were the Spanish flamenco guitarist Juan and Jose Miguel Carmona and their group Ketama. Sonhai. Since 1988, they have been cultivating a dialogue between their instruments. 
They do a superb job weaving together the heat of flamenco with Malian melodies and the beauty of the chorale. It was really something special to see. There was this one moment that said a lot. In the middle of one of the songs, a man went up onto the stage and started dancing right in front of Tumani while he soloed. The dancer's movement was so entrancing. It was such fluid, expressive gestures. It was so strong and vulnerable. After the song, Tumani said that this wasn't planned, that the dancer was simply so moved by the music that he had to go up onto the stage. Beautiful. Here's Sonrai on the stage of the Bab Makina in Fez. Javate and Ketama together, known as Sonhai. Here's Tumani talking on stage about his work with Ketama. This group exists depuis 30 ans. Un vieux projet, et c'est avec beaucoup de fierté que nous sommes là ce soir. Le Mali, le nord du Mali, a été envahi par les Almoravides, et nous savons que la religion aussi est venue du Maroc pour aller au Mali. Tumani says that he and the Carmonas have worked together for 30 years. The project is named Sonrai because the north of Mali, where the Sonrai people live, was part of Moroccan Almoravid Empire, which stretched from Mali to Spain. Tumani says that he doesn't speak Spanish, and the Carmonas don't speak French, but they don't have to. The music speaks.
website afropop.org for more from the festival. I'm Georges Collinet and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. for pearls. One begins to sing, asking God for strength and protection during these grueling weeks at sea. The rest of the crew soon add their voices and clap in rhythm. of the Arabian Gulf. From Kuwait, live at the World Secret Music Festival, this is Salman El Amari and Almas Ensemble. Hi. 
For centuries, the pearl industry in the Gulf was one of the world's largest, driving the economies of all the Gulf states. The work drew laborers from all over, Sri Lankans, Persians, Indians, Arabs, Bedouins, and Africans. Many of the pearl divers were from Africa's Swahili coast, brought to the Gulf as slaves. On the ships, all of these people mixed, struggled together, and gave shape to this unique music. Even until the early 1900s, some African Kuwaitis were singing in Swahili. But since the 1930s, when the oil boom and cheap cultured pearls killed that livelihood, groups like Almas Ensemble have been keeping this tradition alive in a different context. The singers of Fijiri are no longer weary pearl divers, but professional musicians. Here in Fez, Salman El Amari and his 20-strong ensemble sat in a circle at the lakefront stage at the Jnansbil Gardens. El Amari led the songs through slow droning choruses and quick interlocking drum patterns, which at times sounded something like Cuban bata drumming. That low drone is said to resemble the sound of the ocean pressing on one's ear while diving, or the sounds of the spirits who live in the water. Salman El Amari and Elmas Ensemble from Kuwait. Like Kuwait, Morocco was tied to the Arab slave trade. For hundreds of years, black Africans from the area around Mali were brought to Morocco as slaves. These people and their descendants were labeled by the Berber as Gunawa. This word also came to describe the music they created, as well as their spiritual practices. After the music festival, we went to the capital, Rabat, to visit Melem Abdelkader Amlil, a Ganawa master, or Melem. Melem Amlil is a gentle, soft-spoken man who always wears a sliver of a smile. He welcomed us into his home, an oasis from the bustle of the old Medina. The Melem and his friends often gather in a little room known as a Zawiya. The atmosphere is very laid back and very welcoming. Instead of playing the loud castanets or krakeb, everyone just taps out the rhythm on their legs. In between conversations, Melem Amlil quietly picks up his gembri and begins to play. The sound seems to come right out of the air, as though it was already present, but it couldn't be heard without the Melem. 
That's Malem Abdelkader Amlil, a Gnawa master in Rabat, recorded at his home by Afropop Worldwide. Gnawa, like Haitian Vodun, or Cuban Santeria, by the way, was born as people met in the sufferings of slavery and found ways to endure. There are songs remembering the ancestors of the Gnawa, Sudani, Fulani, Hausa, and Bambara. Most songs are sung in Arabic, but some are in archaic forms of Bambara, a language spoken in Mali, but whose meaning has been forgotten in Morocco. Here's Malem Amlil again, singing one of the songs in the Bambara repertoire. That's Malem Amlil, naming the Bambara, ancestors of the Gnawa. You'll remember that at the heart of Gnawa is the Lila, an old night healing ceremony. Using the Gambri, the Malem mediates between people and possessing spirits. If dealt with poorly, the spirit can hurt rather than heal. A Lila is not a concert. To lead it, the Malem must intimately know the spirits and their songs. Here is Samir Nangas of Inov Gnawa. You can easily do like a commercial band, but to have like a traditional band that plays the Lilas and the ceremonies, it's very hard to have. Learning to become a Malem has traditionally been a lifelong commitment, and it wasn't for everybody. The Gnawa music back in the days, it wasn't open to the public. You have to give up everything to get Gnawa music. Your school, your study, your family, everything. You have to be focused just with Gnawa music and with the musicians to learn from them. Over the past decades, as culture shifts and the internet takes over, Gnawa has reached unprecedented popularity around the world. Now anyone can access the music. Just take it from Samir, whose first malem was YouTube. Now he learns from New York-based Malem Hassan Ben Jaffer. I like it like this now, because I learned the music from YouTube, okay? Without that, I wouldn't be into the music, because I was in a point where I couldn't give up everything to learn it. So that helped me as a young generation. But these changes are causing rifts. Traditionalists fear that some people will feel that they can claim or change Gnawa without really doing the work to know it. Others see the exposure and accessibility as a boon. Some Malems share that attitude. Our friend Malem Abdelkadir Amlil opens the doors to Gnawa. He tours internationally and welcomes anyone to his Zawiya who might want to listen or learn. Some worry that Gnawa is changing, but it has long been open to innovation, granted that it was done by a true Malem. You can adapt anything, but it's hard to add a song to the tradition part. It's very hard, because first of all, you have to be a master. You have to be very experienced. You have to be old. You have to have followers that respect your style. And then you can play a new style and you can add it to the Lila and people will accept it. It's like we have Hamad Shah. It's totally a different style of music, but we have it in the Gnawa, Hamdushia. That wasn't before. And we have it in Gnawa now. 
So it takes a lifetime, learning and experience to add the song to the Gnawa repertoire. Here is Malem Amlil playing the song Samir mentioned, Hamdushia, borrowed from the Hamecha Sufi order. You can hear the difference. That's Amdusha from the Gnawa Lila. Thank you, Malem Abdelkader Amlil, for the music and for your knowledge. Today, Gnawa music turns up in many contexts, from jazz to hip-hop, but that was not the case back in the 70s, when our old friends Nasel Jiwan first merged Gnawa with pop. Here's Samir Langus. Nasel Jiwan is the first band in the Arab world. That's why if you go everywhere, you're going to see people listening to Nasel Jiwan, even today. It's a lifetime music, it's like Gnawa music. They emerged out of an avant-garde theater group in the radical 1970s, 15 years after Morocco's independence. Nasel Jiwan moved Gnawa music from the margins of society to the public square. Their name translates to people of the street and their music was a mirror of everyday life for Moroccans coming into a new political awareness. Samir, like most other Moroccans, grew up listening to the band. Nasr Ghiwan is the first band that did the fusion to the Gnawa music. Because if you listen to some of their songs, they are from the Gnawa music, and then they just add new lyrics to it. But it's the same rhythm, it's the same melody. <laughs> Nasel Jiwan, Morocco's pioneering Nawa fusion band. 
Well, you might love it or you might disapprove, but Gnawa has traveled far and borne much fruit since the 70s. One of these is the band Taziri, who kicked off this hour. Taziri played in the ornate open-air courtyard of Dar Adiel, an old music conservatory in Fez. The audience filled the place, sitting on a patchwork of rugs and watching from the balcony above. Mehdi Nasuli and Titi Roban commanded the room, Mehdi on gembri and Titi on guitar and the Greek bazooki. Habib Mefta was on percussion and Francis Vadi on the accordion. The band has an electrifying dynamic. Let's hear one of their more laid-back tunes, La Femme Ideale. Secret Music Festival. Our friend Mehdi Nasuli is one young Gnawi who sees Gnawa as a fertile ground for exploration. For him, making Gnawa fusion is a way of remembering its history. Here's Mehdi on his work with Taziri. Hi, I'm Mehdi Nasuli from Morocco. I'm Gnawa in the origin. My grandfather was Gnawa. Gnawas can play Isawa, can play Ahmedjan, Dakka, Dutarudant, Malhoun. But uh, I think that Gnawa spirit was taking me more because I think the most African identity in Morocco is this. Mehdi sees Morocco as a link between Africa and Europe. 
separated by national borders, but united in a kind of Mediterranean blues. He hopes that music can build bridges across the sea. We, we want to bring again the blues, Mediterranean blues, because if we know that the blues in America came from Africa by Atlantic Ocean, but there is another blues who's going by Mediterranean. So between French and Morocco, we're trying to find our racing and our roots before there is no border, you know. Taziri's Mediterranean blues embraces tradition but recognizes that it is a living thing. It marries Gnawa, Dhaka, and Amazigh music with French accordion, Greek folk, and blues from across the seas speaking to a vision of a more unified world. To send us off, let's hear a fiery piece of work from Medina Souli and Taziri. Here is Riel Janoub. Man, and what a way to go out. 
Let's hang on to that feeling until next year's World Sacred Music Festival. Until then, funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Additional support for Afropop Worldwide comes from Womex, the expo, seminar, and showcase of world and roots music in Las Palmas de la Gran Canaria. That's the Canary Islands. More info at womex.com. That's W-O-M-E-X. Womex.com. Many thanks to Mehdi Nasuli and Samir Langus for speaking with us, to Shakib Gadwani, Khalid Boumedi, and Malem Abdelkadir Amlil for their hospitality, and to Mera Dougal for making it happen. Visit afropop.org for playlists, photos, and much more from the World Sacred Music Festival in Fez, Morocco. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for world music productions. Research and production for this program by Sebastian Bocknight. And join us next time for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. This program was mixed at Studio 44 in Brooklyn, New York by Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan and Stephanie Lebeau. Banning Air, Cece Smith and Akornefa Achea edit our website afropop.org. Our director of operations is Ben Richman and I'm Georges Collinet. Public Radio International.